Welcome to Musicians vs. the World, the podcast where musicians discuss aspects of music and musician life that may not have been covered in music school. I am your host, pianist and composer Christine Smith, and today we are talking about music streaming revenue. Music streaming services have found themselves back in the news lately, as famous musicians are again bemoaning the music industry in general, and streaming services in particular, trying to show everyone just how predatory the system is and how it's impossible for musicians to earn a living in the current digital streaming climate. And so, as I've read quite a few of these types of interviews, I thought that it would be good to have a quick little episode explaining a bit of the background of how musicians actually get paid when they release music on music streaming services. Now, if you are a musician that already has music listed on the major streaming services like Spotify or Amazon Music or Apple, this episode may not be that useful for you. However, The way that musicians get paid through streaming services is a very complicated issue that is constantly changing and evolving, and we're going to scratch the surface of that topic today, and hopefully we'll be able to help someone out that may be new to streaming or maybe feeling lost in all of the different royalties and things like that. So we're going to go into it and hopefully help somebody out. There's one quick little disclaimer I want to make before we begin. This podcast is actually available on all of the streaming services we're talking about today. But making money from podcasts is a completely different animal than than music and royalties of that nature. So we're just going to talk about music today. And so there's no real conflict of interest there. But let's just go in and get started. A few quick business facts for you. The global music business is worth roughly 50 billion, with a B, billion dollars. Most musicians have multiple sources of income, including performances and gigs, like concerts, orchestral or accompanying jobs, merchandise sales, sync licenses, teaching, streaming, and even smaller gigs. And throughout their career, the percentage of money that comes from each of these income streams changes to fit the musician's needs and stage of life. And most of the time, that flexibility is great, and it's perfect for a musician and someone who wants to have some sort of flexibility in their career. It's great unless something like a global pandemic comes along and cuts out a massive portion of that income. So during the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, the world obviously shut down, and so did the performing revenue for musicians. A lot of musicians did online concerts, or you saw people singing from their balconies or all sorts of things like that, but the money that was brought in from actual live performances was gone. A December 2020 report from the Nashville Chamber of Commerce showed that 74% of musicians had experienced unemployment since the beginning of the pandemic, and they saw that their income decreased to below $36,000. To say it was a hard time for musicians would be a massive understatement. Now, if you've been listening to this show for the past year and a half, you'll know that many of the musicians took the time without performing to do things like learning new repertoire, composing new music, or recording new albums. And much of that newly composed and recorded music ended up on streaming services such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. And according to the World Economic Forum, it wasn't just musicians that went to these online subscription model streaming services, but listeners did too. In fact, online subscription revenues increased by 70% at the beginning of 2020. So with all of that revenue coming into the streaming services, where does it all go? And how does it end up in the pockets of musicians and artists? Well, that's what we're going to talk about right now. And in order to do that, in order to understand that, you have to understand a little something about royalties. 
Royalties are the sums of money paid to copyright owners of a creation when that creation is distributed, licensed, or monetized in any way. So if you own a piece of work and it's used or distributed or collects any sort of money, you have the rights to collect royalties on that work. Now, there are many different types of copyright holders and the many different types of royalties that can be collected based on how your music is used. But again, we're just concentrating on streaming through interactive digital music service providers. So under the current pay structure, music streaming services account for and allocate royalties for two main types of royalties. So those are recording royalties and publishing royalties. Publishing royalties are paid to the owners of the composition itself. So this would be like the songwriters, or if they're working for a publisher and the publishers own the rights to the song, they would be the owners of the composition. So those publishing royalties are paid through the performing rights organizations. And you've heard of those like ASCAP or BMI. Um, They're also paid through mechanical agencies like Harry Fox Agency or the new Mechanical Licensing Collective. The second type of royalties that are involved in streaming revenue are recording royalties. Now, these recording royalties are paid to the rights holders of the actual sound recording through the record labels or through distributors. So there's like rights to the song that the songwriter gets. And then there's the recording rights that the owner of the recording gets as well. So a lot of times that would be the record label has the rights to the recording. Or if you don't have a record label and you just recorded it yourself and you own the rights to the recording, then you are the rights holder to that. And you would be collecting the royalties for the recording. So if you composed your composition and recorded it and mastered it yourself, keeping all the recording rights, you'll be collecting both the publishing and the recording royalties. But if anyone else at all is involved in the creation of your track or album, that percentage of ownership needs to be worked out. And it needs to be worked out very clearly before that song is shared or licensed anywhere. So that is your very first step if you're wanting to put your music up onto Spotify is make sure that if you have any co-writers or if you have any sound engineers or anything like that that you are working with or labels or publishers or anything, make sure that you have that all worked out before you send your music onto any of these digital platforms. So now that we have a basic understanding of what the artists are paid, let's talk about how, how the money actually gets into the pockets of the artists. Well, streaming services collect money from listeners through paid subscriptions and free accounts that are supported by ads. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably using something like that. Now, once this money is collected and fees and expenses are removed, the music streaming services are left with a big pie of net profit. And then the streaming services then divide that net profit between themselves and their contributors. The percentages are different depending on different factors, but on average, the streaming services keep about 30% of those revenues. And then the leftover revenue is then collected by mechanical agencies or performing rights organizations, like the ones we talked about just a couple minutes ago. They take their little piece of the pie, and then they send on the royalties to the songwriters and publishers for publishing royalties. And then the performance royalties are sent to distributors and record labels who take their little piece of the pie and then send the remaining royalties onto artists according to their contracts. And then I can't really go into what kind of contracts there are because those are going to be different depending on the different labels and the different types of contracts that they're going to have with the artists. And yes, there are a ton of middlemen in the system and each one of those middlemen are taking a part of the revenue. 
And in some cases, artists are left collecting only about 10% of the revenue generated by their work. And the middlemen in the system are like a topic all completely to themselves. And they're knowing kind of what the jobs are of each of these middlemen is a bit out of the scope of this episode. And I'm happy to do an episode about them, but only if like you, the audience, are actually interested in it. So please send me a message through Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or even email if you'd like me to do an episode on anything like distributors, collecting agencies, record labels and publishers, or even the Music Modernization Act passed in 2018 and how that's supposed to help songwriters. I'm happy to talk about all of that, but really only if it's going to be of use and interest to you, the listeners. So for today, let's just talk about the money. So how do streaming services decide how much of the net revenue to give to each individual artist? Well, Spotify allocates their net revenue through a pro rata stream share system. This system pays artists based on the percentage of total streams that an artist received in a given time period. So if my song receives 2 million streams, which equals out to be about 10% of all streams in a given time period, then I will earn 10% of the revenue for that time period including 10% of your subscription money, even if you've never listened to a single song of mine. So critics of the system claim that this stream share model, along with like playlists and heavy promotion of already popular artists, creates sort of a winner takes all sort of system and greatly favors the large record labels and the super earners while leaving the rest of musicians getting very, very little income. This is a very common complaint that's been happening for quite a while. In contrast, user-centric models pay royalties based on the artists that each of the subscribers is actually listening to. SoundCloud falls in this category, and they call it a fan-powered royalty, where analytics are used to calculate the percentage of streams of an artist per listener. And then the artist then receives that percentage of the listener's subscription payment. SoundCloud claims that this system generates more revenue for an artist than the stream share system. However, when taken into account the greater number of listeners on Spotify compared to SoundCloud, an artist may actually find that they receive more total money from Spotify, even though they get less money per stream due to the fact that there are more listeners using it. So to be honest, it's probably smart to have your music up on every single digital media and streaming service where you can get it. That way you can take advantage of all the different types of systems. So as you can see, the system of music streaming revenue is far from perfect. I think it's just business, and I think it's a really complicated system with far too many powerful middlemen that has gotten more and more complicated as technology has gotten more and more sophisticated. It's just hard to keep up with the changes in technology. This year, the Copyright Royalty Board is discussing and deciding on rates that digital music services will need to pay songwriters and music publishers through the year 2027. There's no doubt in my mind that there will be fights about who gets how much of that $50 billion going around the music industry. There's always been fights over it. In fact, they're still fighting about the rates that they were deciding that are supposed to end in 2022. In the meantime, I would suggest that if you're wanting to make some revenue through streaming services, get your music on as many different ones as you can and probably line up a few concerts now that things are going up. Unless you're in that top 10% of earners on Spotify, it's very, very difficult to make a living off of streaming royalties alone. So good luck, and I wish you all the best. Musicians vs. the World is a production of Frosted Lens Entertainment in conjunction with Smith Sound Music. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any future conversations. 
And if you want to help us reach more people that may be interested in today's topic, share this episode with them or leave us a nice review wherever you listen to podcasts. And most importantly, if you have opinions on this topic or if you have any other helpful advice for other musicians that you would like to share, be sure to reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, or send us an email at info at Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.